0: This is Rush to Reason.
1: You are gonna shut your You're
2: scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down
1: for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush.
3: My advice to you is
4: to
1: do what your parents
4: did. Get a job first! You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference!
5: Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. you felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me.
6: Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind?
5: It's Rush to Reason,
1: brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush.
0: Welcome, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Happy Thursday to everybody, getting the week winding down. And as normal, we've got Dr. Kelly Victory with us, and as well, Steve House. I'll start with Dr. Kelly, welcome.
4: Hey, always good to be with you guys. I'm thrilled that our schedules align up yes, this Thursday.
0: Yes, yes, definitely. Steve, welcome as well.
2: Yeah, and I'm at an airport, but I am here, Johnny. So I apologize right. for the noise. No, you. you're fine.
0: We appreciate you very much. Okay, we talked. You know, always talk through the week and really kind of all the time. There's you know, rarely a day that we're not sending something back and forth among all sorts of things. And today, there's several different things we're going to talk about. One of those is, and because of even some of the activities and events that happened this past week, Doctor Kelly, the continuing evidence or incidences, I should say, it's it's an instance and evidence of sudden cardiac arrest.
4: Yeah, I mean, this—you—you you really have to be living under a rock, John, to not see this and to recognize that this is something grossly abnormal. The idea that, quote, people, you know, this happens all the time or this has happened in the past or that athletes commonly drop dead no, or, they don't. you know, have cardiac arrest, <laughs> that simply isn't the case. And we know it, and there have been this isn't just my opinion or my impression. We have large studies on this. The International Olympic Committee did a huge study over a period of year, many years Looking well before, by the way, well before COVID, looking at the incidence of sudden cardiac arrest in healthy athletes, in Olympic-level athletes, and they found that on average it was somewhere in the range of 29 per year. And this was over many, many years. 29 per year globally. Okay. We are seeing hundreds right. of these happening right. on a weekly basis now i mean this is happening all the time you can barely turn the tv on right. without seeing a That's report right. of either you know a collegiate or a high school or a professional athlete suffering some sort of devastating cardiac event uh god no you know the the most recent one uh, Bronnie, uh lebron james son yep. uh yeah j- j- this occurred and and i certainly hope we haven't heard any updates or i haven't heard any updates Now, through the mainstream media, I hope that he's doing okay, but frankly, it would really behoove LeBron James to get together with his son and DeMar Hamlin and Ice Cube and a bunch of other, frankly, high-profile, young, previously healthy black males and say something is going on specifically with young, healthy athletes, and we better figure out what the heck it is. I have my own ideas. But, you know, yep. let's, let's at least explore this.
0: All right, for those of you listening, Steve House joining us as well, Dr. Kelly Victory. If you want to know more about Dr. Kelly, just go to our website, RushToReason.com. There's an entire page dedicated to her, the work that she's done, a lot of the links and so on. Steve, as I say always, you've been with us really from the beginning, brought Dr. Kelly along, if you would, and introduced all of us to her. And you're really the brainchild behind all of this. You've been in the healthcare world on kind of the admin data end of things for a long, long time. What is your thoughts about all of this? But before you say anything... I had to see this interview the other day of Rachel Nichols on CNN talking about uh, Bronny James and how male basketball players are more at risk for cardiac arrest than any other type of college athlete. And that, that is not the way this works. And Dr. Kelly just explained it. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, I mean, I think that's that's absolutely true. I mean, we saw what happened with St. Gathers years ago. Um, but I don't remember. Gosh, when's the last time you saw a college basketball player pre-COVID who, you know, dropped out like this. Plus, to play basketball at that level, your fitness level has to be at extremely high level. That's right. That's right. You, know, you have to be able to run. I mean, soccer players run a lot. Um, so, so obviously, they don't buy that. I think the, the vaccine's a thing. But we also saw the Swiss study this week that said, you know, something on the order of one, one and a half percent of the people who've had two or more vaccines have heart damage. I mean, their cells are actually damaged mm. by it. Mm. You know, in the, in the Swiss case, they encourage people who, you know, we're in this study, and they were all healthcare workers initially. But they encouraged them not to exercise strenuously. What does that tell you when they discover yep. a heart problems, cell problems, yep. issues with the vaccine, and they say, Don't exercise strenu- strenuously? Then you see Bronnie James, you see, you know, people like Jamie Foxx, you know, other people are just dropping down. You know, Damar Hamlin, there is something more to this and they're telling us, but we knew that at the beginning. Dr.
0: Kelly, I want to get your opinion on some things I talked about yesterday and I happened to talk about, I know it's kind of a odd subject, but I got to talking for, you know, briefly, because I wanted to get into this a little bit more today, about the fact that there are now lots and lots of businesses that are opening up sperm banks. Men are donating or, you know, freezing their sperm because their fluid is, you know, basically down. In other words, we're not reproducing like we once were. I have a I have a firm belief, and I don't think I'm wrong in saying this that there are a lot of folks out there, powers that be, that want to see our population go from eight billion people to eight hundred million, and frankly I think that's one of the ways they make that happen. I also will tell you that I think exactly what we're talking about now is another way, and maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I see it.
4: Well, you know, again, we we don't have any uh we can surmise, you know, what, what was behind all of this. That, you know, there are lots of drivers, money, power uh certainly climate change initiatives and uh I do believe that you're right that there is a component of it that has to do with wanting to decrease the overall population of the globe. All of that said, this issue right now is that you know we are seeing unprecedented numbers of specific categories of medical problems. Yep. Amongst them are things related to reproduction and fertility. Uh there is no question that fertility, that birth rates are down across the globe, with the exception, interestingly, of those countries that were not highly in those parts of the world that were not highly vaccinated, for example, sub-Saharan Africa. But in most of Western Europe, the birth rates are down somewhere between 8 and 9 percent. In the United States, it's somewhere around 7 percent. Some countries like Taiwan are down as much as in the mid-20s. 23 percent is what I, I last read. Wow. So, Something is going on normally in the time of you know, a pandemic or normally if you have an event that causes people to be locked inside their homes, unable to travel, unable to go to work. You expect the birth rates to go up because people got a lot of free time. Exactly. Uh, and, and, we, and you know, would have so expected
0: that during this time, but it's not happening. Yeah. We're As a country, so our birth rates are, as you just said, Dr. Kelly, our, our reproductive rates in the country are going down, not up.
4: Yes, and so so I think so. There's something going on, and then we can back that up, John, with hard clinical scientific data. We know, for example, that sperm counts and sperm motility have been negatively impacted in those who are vaccinated. Mm. We can measure that. Mm. We also know that that uh, unfortunately, miscarriage and stillbirth rates have gone up significantly. We know that we're having issues with, with placental formation. These are things that are, again, are not my opinion. These are borne right. out right. in scientific fact. We have the evidence of it. So it's there are reasons behind why the birth rates appear to be down, whether it was purposeful or not, I cannot say. Right. I right. don't right. have insight into what these these people had in mind, but I can certainly say what the results have been of this mass vaccination debacle, and that's what it is. So purposeful or not, the the results we are living.
0: Steve, I'll leave you the last word before we take a break. And you and I, even before Dr. Kelly talked about birth rates many, many, many times, even prior to COVID, and you and I have been, when we first started talking, we were about 2.3 as a country. We're now down around one six one seven
2: and 2.1 is at least the minimum you need to be able to recalculate. Um, Populations that shrink. That you know, the countries have to adjust, and they become less and less people. It's almost a downward spiral as you get less and less people to take care of things in a given country. I mean, the, the food production, the amount of estrogen that goes in meat, I mean, all that stuff was hurting us to
7: begin yeah. with. But yeah.
2: you add this into the equation, it's even worse. Now, I'm going to get some hate mail for this, John, but I heard the other day that there is a 0% birth rate among transgendered women.
0: Oh. good one steve good one all right i'll leave it at that we'll come right back don't go anywhere questions for dr kelly or steve please text me 307-200-8222 307-200-8222 absolute electrical plumbing heating and air ask about the quiet cool system today find them at klzradio.com
6: when your air conditioning isn't working properly you're sticky hot and miserable and you just want it fixed fast Absolute Electrical, Plumbing, Heating, and Air have the staff, vehicles, and inventory to do the job right, right now. Smaller companies often have to order parts or come back another day to finish, but Absolute has the staff to repair your AC typically on the same day. Even if you need an entirely new HVAC system installed, in many cases, they can do that by the next day. Absolute's highly qualified technicians also have best-in-class support back in their office in the rare case they hit a snag and need assistance. This means that you don't just get one tech, you have a whole team of techs who will help get your home cooled off without unnecessary delays. Right now, for KLZ listeners, Absolute will take off up to $500 for a full AC furnace install. Reach out to Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air today at klzradio.com slash absolute and get cool fast. For
8: quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating
7: and Air.
0: for of Winter's Mortgage, Kurt Rogers. Give him a call today. Anything to do with a mortgage, he is your guy. 720-895-0500.
3: 720 That's 720 and the NMLS, 298-191, regulated by DOOR.
1: No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason.
0: All right, we are back. Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House, and Steve's last comment got me laughing just because I was having a conversation yesterday via the text line about this whole topic, about transgendered. Individuals and, you know, men having babies, which we know is just even you as a doctor, Dr. Kelly, could prove that for us. I mean, really, a, about a six-year-old could probably prove that one for us. And uh, reality is, I was told yesterday that it's been proven in California, and Dr. Kelly, since you spent some time out there, it's been proven in California that people have babies, not women.
4: Uh, you know, I, this we have got to get, stop this insanity Truly, this is the emperor, you know, has no clothes kind of stuff. You know, we we are living in a fantasy world when we start talking about this idea that you can change your gender, that you can, you know, you can dress up however you want. You can live whatever lifestyle you choose. But unfortunately, you know, wishing doesn't make it so. And I can wish I was an astronaut or a ballerina, but it isn't going to happen. Yep, good point. Um, the, The reality is, no, so you... Unfortunately, at this point, uh, in, you know, there are two genders, and you, as I said, people are free to dress and live whatever yep. way they choose, but you cannot change, uh, what God has created, unfortunately. Uh, in it with when it comes to gender and the the sooner we get our arms around that and stop trying to teach children that it's anything other than that because it's no different than me saying that you know two plus two equals five because i said so because i wanted to be it simply isn't the case
0: correct there are certain absolutes in life and to me that is one of them. Uh, Steve, you wanted to talk about okay. also, I want to squeeze this in before we get to Dr. Kelly's uh, next topic, but I want to squeeze this in That's because I know this is a big deal for you, and that's the rise of the dengue fever, and then there's also a new MERS case. Let's talk about dengue fever. You've talked about it a lot. Bring us up to speed.
2: Well, before I do that, I want to finalize on the other topic and simply say, if a if there's a transgendered woman... Do they now go to a gynecologist, Kelly, or do they keep going to a urologist? I've never, I've never seen that yet, and I expect that we're going to find a case out there somewhere. Oh, I've seen it. A, gyne- a gynecologist. No, no, I, I've seen, something. I've seen
0: stories where gynecologists are turning those patients away, and those patients are now mad because they want to go to the gynecologist, but the plumbing doesn't work, Steve. No, yeah.
4: no, well, th- this is a really, a, this is a serious topic, however, because the the problem is, and this is as a physician, I'll tell you. One of the things that people don't understand is when, say, a woman, a biological woman, decides that she wants to transition to become a male and therefore has one of these mastectomies. The problem is the mastectomy they do for that transition is different than the mastectomy you would do if she had breast cancer. Okay. So breast tissue is left. Okay. That person is still a female. She is still at risk for breast cancer despite Uh, the fact that she has had a mastectomy. I didn't know that. Okay. Likewise, the other way, men who transition to women still have the risk of prostate cancer, and they are not getting these screenings, Uh, and we are missing, I guarantee, ovarian cancer, breast cancer in women who think that they are men, and we are going to miss prostatic cancers uh, in men who think that they are women. Because they, unfortunately, you cannot change what God created in that way, and you are at risk. And this is a serious issue. And so, you know, we are trying very hard. Physicians like myself are lobbying for the idea that if these things are going to go on, you need to do a mastectomy in that in that girl who's going to become a man that removes every bit of breast tissue as if you were doing a mastectomy for cancer, because otherwise there is a risk uh-huh. for breast cancer in those people. This is a big issue.
0: It, I, you know what? I, I'm i sorry, Dr. Kelly. I did not know that. Thank you for the clarification. I learn every single day on this program, and I was just schooled, and I will keep mentioning that because you're right. That's a big deal. Steve, go ahead.
2: So on dengue fever, um, and Kelly, you probably were the one who originally told me the story about what happened in the Philippines back in 2018. They created a vaccine for dengue fever, and that vaccine ended up being, I don't know whether it created a cytokine storm or something of that nature, but um, there was so many people injured by it that eventually it pulled it off the market, and I think there were 800,000 children left with very weakened immune systems that will never, ever recover, and now we've got another outbreak of dengue. It seems like the WHO is considering it to be an outbreak, and there's a, a growing concern over it. A, I don't want them to go back to the vaccine they used in the Philippines, and B, I think it's another candidate for an mRNA. So I'm worried about where we're going with it. It's very obviously illness to get, or virus to get. So I would defer to Kelly on what we mm. know about that old vaccine and where we mm. are now. Go ahead, Dr. Kelly.
4: Yeah. Well, the yeah the issue is that there was a, a wildly failed uh, dengue fever v- vaccination that was given to children. And what happened was that the kids who had uh, previously been exposed to dengue and then got vaccinated when they got exposed to dengue again got significantly more ill. Many of them died. There was an immune enhancement as a result of these Mm. vaccines. Vaccinology, I will say once again, without getting into the weeds on it, is extraordinarily complex. The human immune system is the last great frontier of medicine it behaves in ways that we don't fully understand many times it takes years and years before we understand mm-hmm. the immune system's response to a particular challenge that challenge may be a virus or in this case the challenge could be one that is given to it by a vaccine that's why vaccine tech, you know generally takes 6 to 8 years to come to market because it takes at least that long a minimum of six to eight years to collect the data to see what happens down the road. In the case of the dengue uh, vaccine that was given to kids, it had devastating uh, impact and kids were harmed by it. Mm -hmm. So, again, uh, we're seeing, you know, whether or not, uh, you know, dengue becomes... Um, a virus of concern. We've seen our first case uh, in a while of MERS, of Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, uh, a virus that's similar to SARS, okay. but with a significantly higher mortality rate, somewhere in the 30-35% mortality rate. So it's a very, very uh, different virus in terms of lethality, but uh, the the impact is, you know, it, it is potentially. Mm something that could become problematic once again if it becomes widely dispersed Mm. i have no doubt that powers that be are looking for the next crisis they are looking for the next pandemic uh it it could be mers it could be ebola uh i've got malaria on my big vocard. card uh they could ramp that one up i wouldn't be surprised if you see uh one of those things Uh, My suggestion to people is that we need more than a modicum of common sense now. You know, hopefully we learned something from the past response to to SARS-CoV-2 and the idea that lockdowns, school closures, mask wearing, social distancing, all of this idiocy does more harm than good. And we need to have common sense Protect people who are at true risk
7: mm-hmm. from a particular thing, mm-hmm.
4: whatever it is, and the rest of us go about our business. Um, so it remains to be seen, you know, which, which thing they're going to run up the flagpole, uh, but I suspect there's something coming this fall.
0: Steve, what have you been so hearing Kelly, con- kind of in your world when it comes to the data and the admin side of the fence?
4: Well,
2: so go back to dengue for a minute because Kelly said something that was really, really important that we had talked about before, which is. They gave it to kids who previously had the virus. They had natural immunity at some level to it, and they and they made them sick. So we get to the point where we've got COVID, and we're vaccinating the crap out of people who have natural immunity just because they wanted more people to take the vaccine. How we didn't learn, and I I never understood this, right? Because if they already had it and they had some level of natural immunity, even if they got it the second time, they should have been able to handle it better. Why in the hell would we vaccinate people who've had something once as a natural immunity. And I think that's a really big issue. Maybe it's one of the things that we need to hold Fauci and the WHO and the vaccine companies responsible for, because they should have known better mm. than to do it after mm. what we saw well, in 2018. Yeah. Good oh, point. Uh, yeah, well,
4: think about, th- think about this. You know, th- we do lots of things with vaccines that make no sense. I, you know, this whole thing, this whole, you know, three and a half years of, of COVID has caused me to really do a very deep and introspective dive into, you know, uh, my stance on previous vaccines. You know, one of the vaccines, for example, that is given to newborns is hepatitis B. Why in the... Hepatitis B is a largely sexually transmitted right. virus. Right, right. Why exactly are we vaccinating babies for this mm, good you know, question what, what, what could be what could possibly be the rationale for that mm, good question uh, there and, and i could go on and on i could spend the entire show talking about this. We, we are doing things with vaccines that defy logic that defy scientific rationale and we have got to be looking at it because unless there is a really really darn good you know uh, reason why we can say we are protecting them then my job as a doctor is to first do no harm mm-hmm. and if there's a risk of harm then you have no business doing it
0: right right great point and great you, you point think
2: about, you think about it you think about it Kelly that, and, and John the other factor with the hep B vaccine is when you really look at how long it was tested and how many patients it was tested on virtually no one I mean it was a like a month-long test on babies, and then they give it to babies. And, you know, somebody had to be sitting around at some point before the COVID vaccine got out and said, okay, so how many people do research on whether a mask works or not? How many people do research on how vaccines are produced or not? And the answer was virtually no one. So we can say anything we want, and they'll just believe us. But if you were a parent and somebody was going to stick, you know, something like RSV or hep with virtually no safety requirements around the vaccine itself. And the parents said, so how many kids were this tested on? Oh, we tested 50 kids. Really? How many people died? Well, one. I'm like, well, wait a minute. You had one death out of 50 kids. That's pretty high. With this vaccine, and you're calling it safe. That's pretty high. You know, that that, that was the case with RSV. I mean, it's just... When you Mm -hmm. think about how little safety stuff is done, John, people need to become really, really aware because some vaccines are just not the right thing.
0: Fully agree. All right, I'm going to come back and talk. Uh, Dr. Kelly, you've got some autism data and things like that that I want to talk about with you as well. We'll come right back. I've got another listener question that came in. Any other questions for me? 307-200-8222. We'll be right back. High Five Plumbing is next. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Keep that number handy. Again, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE.
6: High 5 Plumbing has made convenience for their customers a top priority. Hi5 maintains a well-stocked inventory, readily available for their technicians at all times. So, the technician who comes out to help you remains at your home to complete the project the same day. On the rare occasion they need a part, another team member will bring the part to them, leaving no more I'll-be-back-in-three-hours visits. On top of that, their window for service is only two hours, respecting your valuable time and notifying you when they are on the way. High Five Plumbing also offers weekend appointments and evening appointments to meet your busy schedule. High Five makes every effort to make your plumbing experience convenient and hassle-free. You can call or email to schedule your plumbing services with High Five. You want a company who makes your time their priority. So call High Five for that at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or just go to klzradio.com slash plumbing today.
0: Golden Eagle Financial, anything you need when it comes to your financial future, give Al a call today. Find him at klzradio.com.
5: Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial has seen many of the things that can interrupt your retirement plans. He's like a coach. He'll look over your plan and use his 30 years of experience in retirement advisement to ensure that you're ready for any unforeseen contingency. Retirement plans can be derailed by any number of things. Mike Tyson once said, everybody has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. Al has the experience to expect the unexpected. He knows that there's a 50% chance you'll need long-term care, and on top of that, a 25% chance that the care will last more than a year and a half. Your retirement resources must be able to handle these expenses while preserving your financial independence without burdening your loved ones. Al Smith will guide you so that you'll be prepared and help you analyze your entire plan to give you a peace of mind that comes with being ready. Schedule a short meeting with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial today by going to klzradio.com slash money and be prepared. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents.
6: This is Rush to Reason, powered by Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating and Air.
0: All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Text line for a question for Dr. Kelly or Steve, 307 And for those of you listening that want to know more about Dr. Kelly, just go to our website, rushtoreason.com, and there's an entire page dedicated to her, the work she's done, and, Dr. Kelly, I just told a texture a moment ago that there's been very, very few, if any, things you've been wrong on all the way through the things we've talked about in regards to COVID. And, again, not because you had a crystal ball. You just had the ability to look at things in a very common-sense way, and you're a doctor, and you could look at things in a very, um, uh, how should I say, very logical way.
4: Well, I, I appreciate that feedback, and it takes, gives me no great joy to have been right on this stuff. I have said many times, and I mean it, I didn't say the things I was saying from the very beginning, because I'm a good guesser. <laughs> uh, I said right. what I said, because it's right. based on, we've known for decades, for example, that masks do virtually nothing to stop the spread of a respiratory virus. We've known for decades that lockdowns do far more harm than good and penalize the people, uh, and I mean penalize in it, you know, economically, spiritually, physically, um, the, the people who are not even at risk from the disease itself. Um, I've known about the things I've been saying about vaccines and, and the reason that we have never had a successful vaccination against a coronavirus is they simply mutate too quickly. Yep. So the idea of even creating a vaccine before they even talked about doing it with mRNA, God forbid, just the idea of a vaccine for a coronavirus was insanity. It's yep. not like we haven't tried before. They mutate too quickly and on and on. So the things I have been saying from the beginning are based, again, not on some tinfoil hat conspiracy, right. but the basics of immunology, virology, epidemiology and public health.
0: Correct. All right, talk to us about autism, some of the data that you've been seeing of late, and we'll get into that. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, well, to be clear, to be, you know, full disclosure, up until the past probably 24 months, I have, you know, was considered a vaccine zealous. I spoke and wrote prolifically about the importance of vaccinations. I have always been pro-vaccine and have had more vaccines than the average person, frankly. Right. When I start, when this came, I was very much against this vaccine from the very, very beginning before it was ever launched, for the reasons I've laid out. Not only because it's a coronavirus, but because of the mRNA and, and the lack of testing. When you look at the autism rates, however, and you start comparing them to the increase in vaccination schedules, when I was growing up, uh, you know, and until nineteen eight the late 1980s. The number of vaccinations, or excuse me, early 1980s, the the number of vaccinations that the three of us, for example, would have gotten as children is somewhere in the range of six to nine. There There were six to eight vaccinations on the childhood schedule until 1983. And then that number went to 32, went to 32. Now, it is up to seventy four. Hmm. There are seventy four vaccinations now. A kid born today is going to get seventy four vaccinations versus the six to eight that wow. you and I got. Wow! When you map that against the increase in autism, the 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 graphs, you know, the the curves are identical really mm-hmm. we are seeing we are having people we are whether you want to believe it or not we are having an epidemic of autism it mm. isn't simply because we've gotten better at diagnosing right. it, or because right. we're, we are having an epidemic of it there's no question now can i tie that directly to vaccinations not necessarily it's clearly something environmental something is going on so what i have said is don't look just at autism let's look at what else is going up exponentially and in children, and it's things like autoimmune diseases, right? Asthma, allergies, psoriasis, eczema. Um, you know. Yeah, and really, glad.
0: I want to stop you for a second, Dr. Thing. Kelly, and I think you know Steve can chime in on this as well. You know, just the peanut allergy side of it alone, Dr. Kelly. When I was a kid. I'd never heard of anything along those lines as a kid. and really didn't even start becoming a bigger deal until, you know, my kids were probably in junior high, maybe even a little older. It started right. becoming a bigger deal. So to your point, I mean, to me, that one thing alone, it's like, okay, wait a minute, timeout. What, what has changed? Because when we were kids, none of that existed.
4: Co- correct. Uh, you know, I went just my entire childhood. I didn't know a kid with a peanut allergy. I didn't know a kid. I didn't have a friend with asthma. Now... Half the class has a, an inhaler.
7: Right, right. Half good the point. class
4: has, a, has an inhaler in their gym bag. Okay, so something's going on. So then you start looking at the reports from parents of kids who were neurologically normal, and then what we call developed overnight autism, meaning they got their vaccine, and within 24 hours, the child profoundly changed Hmm. went from talking to not Hmm. talking went from making eye contact and not making eye contact what we call overnight autism and the numbers and the reports are staggering so you have to start to question is it the vaccination or is it something that is given concomitantly with the vaccination Mm -hmm. common thing would be for example tylenol Kids go to the doctor, they get a shot. The doctor says the same thing, you know, if he's a little fussy tonight, if she develops a little fever tonight after this, give her a dose of Tylenol. Is it something about the Tylenol and the vaccination that's that's causing neurologic damage? I don't have the answer. Dr. Kelly Victory is not here to tell you I know the answer, but I am telling you, you would have to be living, you know, with your head in the sand to not see that there is something going on and the correlation there's got to be the numbers are too well correlated to believe that there is no association between what's happening and the vaccination schedule because i think there's an association there
2: steve your thoughts first of all um when i met kelly and most people don't know this little secret about her um when i met her she was not anti-vax in fact she opened her first to give me a minute i saw vials and vials of vaccines and syringes in there, and I asked her, <laughs> her she said She said, these are just various vaccines I'm prepared to give anybody any time because vaccines are good. <laughs> that has obviously changed. Um, I, th- I think the issue is, when you think about autism, first of all, 70-some vaccines, but it's not 70-some different vaccines. It's something like 18 or 20, but you have to get multiple shots with certain vaccines. So that's a lot. I mean, a lot of people will take that 70 number and beat you up for it, but she's right about that number being so high. And quite frankly, at that time, You know, were we using Monsanto chemicals on food? Did we change something significant in the food process? Is it Tylenol? It's something. But I think that it's become so prevalent at 1 in 22 boys become autistic. We should unwind as many of those things as we can to finally get an answer. I mean, at this point in time, it's more likely they're going to try to come up with a vaccine that stops autism than they are – going to say, you know what, we really should be careful how many people we vaccinate, when we vaccinate them. Back off until we see if we can get an effect, because 1 in 22 means people are going to be autistic for 70 and 80 years at an alarmingly high rate, and when those folks get into their geriatric phase, it's going to be impossible for healthcare to take care of them, even with the problems we have today when you get to that higher rate of people walking
4: around with autism.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey,
4: no, another exactly. thing I, was, I, I will tell, I will mention is that if, if you look at the rates of autism in communities that don't vaccinate right. their yeah, kids. Steve,
0: by, by the way, Dr. Kelly, the week yeah. that you were off, Steve and I kind of touched on that. So yeah, take that one and run with it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So if you look at the, you know, the Amish communities, for example, that don't vaccinate their children largely, mm-hmm. their rates of autism are zero. Right. Okay. Right. Their rates, their, their incidence of autoimmune issues, the ones I'm rattling off, you know, asthma, allergies, those sorts of things are fundamentally zero. So if you look at unvaccinated or largely, you know, unvaccinated populations, they appear to be significantly, significantly healthier. Now, again, I can, maybe they also eat less processed foods, those communities. True. Maybe they have less exposure True. to, to you know, fertilizer than other people. So, uh, again, uh, there's it appears that there's something environmental, but it's when you look at the overnight autism cases, you kind of, you have to say the one thing that changed between, you know, Monday morning and Tuesday morning was that the kid went and got the MMR vaccine or something. So I think that there's likely an association. I think that we are i can say with certainty we are flogging the immune system we are beating we we are driving it driving well and and really quick dr
0: kelly i want to add something into that we we not only are doing that but then we're also so addicted to sugar as a country our young children uh included it's not just you know older adults it's kids as well combine all that together and to me it's just it's just a it's a storm that's just it's got to have some sort of a a consequence to doing all of that and is this it
4: yeah, I, I agree. So then add in, so you add in our, you know, sugar is highly inflammatory. Correct. Um, and, and then you add in all these Im- immunizations. Then when I was growing up, how how many vials of Purell did your mother have on the countertop when you were growing up? We didn't up? know it existed. None. <laughs> right. I occasionally <laughs> washed my hands before dinner. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, occasionally uh-huh. We, we did not have Usually even you
0: wiped them up, on your pants have, and ate.
4: Exactly. We didn't have soap sitting on the kitchen sink. Okay. Other than the dish soap and you didn't wash your hands with it. Um, you know, we, we did not shower every 15 minutes. Right. You know, we took a, we, okay. So we, we're, at the same time that we are vaccinating children as if we can protect them from any evil, right. We are asking them to bathe in, you know, in laundry detergent and, isopropyl alcohol. I mean it's insanity. So what we are doing to the human immune system, I think, is Mm. really Mm. damaging. And we need to look at the whole the whole thing. Uh, because I again I cannot say with certainty that it is vaccines or vaccines alone by any stretch. And this is independent of my concerns about the MRNA COVID shots. But but vaccines in general I think we need to look at them and we need to look at what it's one thing to talk about vaccinating somebody against something that is lethal or near lethal or could have devastating you know, impact. It's a different thing to talk about vaccinating people against something that, OK, you know, w- would it be nice to have a vaccine against the common cold? Maybe. But really, mm. what's the harm? You know, it, it, it's how you build you your immune system on the same token. It, yeah, yeah. And unless you can guarantee me that there's absolutely no risk to that vaccine, then maybe you're better off suffering two or three days of a snuffy nose.
7: Right.
0: Right. Good point. Steve, your thoughts. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: There's one other thing about the Amish that I think is really important for people to get is that they've done studies, many years of studies over and over and over again, but they've never published any of those studies about what they found when they studied the Amish with regards to vaccines and illnesses. That should worry us. I mean, if you if you find out that, if they did a study and they found out that, you know, they don't get autism or they're not reacting poorly, you know, then the pharma companies and the government would have to explain why they insist on it in schools and everything else when we've got a population of people who, for no other reason, may just be healthier because they don't take vaccines, Why don't they punish the, publish the studies? They're hiding something is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I No, Steve, I can't argue with you on that at all. And uh, again, going back to what Dr. Kelly said, I mean, I, for one, and I'm not you, Dr. Kelly. Steve, I'm not you. I look at a lot of the data and different things. To me, personally, a lot of the things that we're talking about, I think, is a combo of a lot of things going on. And, Dr. Kelly, you kind of alluded to that a moment ago. I don't know that anybody can point to just one specific thing. I think there's a lot of things in our world that have changed, not for the better, by the way. We think it might be for the better. But, again, we go back in time to when the three of us grew up. And it was way different even in regards to how you handled the medical care in general. I look at what kids go through today or what parents do with their kids versus what, you know, we had to go through. It is night and day, Dr. Kelly, night and day.
4: I I agree. And I think that uh, it's a totally different experience of childhood. We are really trying to, you know, kids are fundamentally living in a bubble right now. Uh, they get very, very little physical exercise. Uh, they get very little of the kind of uh, human interaction that you and I had growing right, up. Right. So much of it is via screen. They don't, they, we are stultifying their creativity. Uh, you know, the, everything, you know, when I was growing up, a, a toy was, you know, a uh, an empty cardboard box, frankly, to you know, shoe boxes and empty. A stick with uh, a rubber o- band you know, on it. it we it's shot there. each other with. Get- Exactly, you know, it, we, we made, we made stuff with construction paper and Correct. glue and glitter and tape, uh, and you could spend hours making things with pipe cleaners and all the stuff that we did that was creative and thoughtful and didn't require a battery, let alone, you know, solar. No,
0: that's right. That's and, right, uh, Dr. Kelly.
4: Control. Yes. So it's a very, very, it's totally different. The way that we are approaching medicine, we can't, you know, life is full of risk. Yep. Uh, and yes, it they is. They're ending up. I fear doing more damage to yep. things to and to people by, by everything is packaged. Everything is you know pre-made, pre uh, you know convenient, off the shelf rather than creating. Think about the number of people who actually. I'm one of my only, my friends who, who, who one of the only people who still cooks home cooked meals almost every night of the week. Uh-huh. I actually cook dinner. It doesn't come out of styrofoam right right. Uh, it doesn't come out of a package it doesn't come out of a bag in the freezer and that by itself really i think has changed Agree. so there's a lot a lot of things that have changed and it's hard to pin pin these uh increases in disease on any one thing but i am looking very very carefully myself at Mm. the vaccine issue Mm. because i think that there's more there certainly than I was willing to look at previously.
0: Dr. Kelly, we had a question that came in that I sent to you that you said you'd go ahead and cover today, and that is a product that uh, Peter McCullough has even talked about called Spike Support. Talk to us about that.
4: Yeah, well, in a nutshell, everybody hopefully knows by now that uh, one of the really toxic, damaging things about COVID, the virus, and, and then specifically problems with the vaccine is the spike protein right. and the vaccines right. cause you to create these spike proteins in perpetuity uh, or for a very prolonged period of time. And so the spike proteins themselves, is a foreign protein, they cause blood clots, they cause inflammation, they cause, you know, the kind of inflammation that results in myocarditis uh, and and lots of other problems. So people have been looking at how can we get rid of that spike protein, whether it came from you having the virus and you actually have what has been termed, quote, long COVID, mm-hmm. or because you're being damaged by the spike protein as a result of being vaccinated? One of the prize so Dr. McCullough has put together a compound that includes three of those things. One, first one is natokinase, which is a naturally occurring enzyme that comes from fermented soybeans. Uh, it's a product called natto, which is an enzyme, it's just something that breaks down proteins, i.e., spike proteins. Another product called bromelin. Bromelin actually comes from uh, the pineapple plant or the family of uh, plants it, pineapple comes from. It's another enzyme. And then a compound, that comes from, uh, from cumin. So nano curcumin, which okay. is an anti-inflammatory agent. So he has put these together. I have, have not purchased it. I have no stake in this, but I can tell you that preliminary studies and preliminary evidence is that there seems to be people seem to have some clinical improvement by taking mm. these Three compounds together, two hmm. of them being enzymes, one being an anti-inflammatory. Um, I can say that there is very, very little, if any, risk to taking them. They're all incredibly safe uh, supplements, if you will. Uh, people have taken them for years for other things. Natto, for example, natokinase is something that the Japanese have eaten in large quantities for decades, probably centuries, uh, because it comes from fermented soybeans and it seems to have a uh, positive impact on blood pressure. It's a mild, very mild blood thinner. And it's been, uh, you know, many people think it's the reason that the Japanese have higher incidence of heart disease and strokes because of their intake of natto So I don't believe that there is any downside to trying it and it may be helpful. Again, okay. no long-term studies have been done. Don't okay. ask me to send you the study because okay. it hasn't been done. Okay. It hasn't been published. Okay. So, again, I'm saying these are the sorts of things that people are looking at. And I've said for quite some time now, as much as, you know, you're, one of your listeners said, you know, I've been right about pretty much everything from the beginning – uh, which I appreciate. There is no time, however, to run around doing, and I told you so, right. victory lap. Right. We need to be focusing instead on these sorts of fixes. We, need, we, being physicians, need to focus on, okay, I did tell you so. Now it's happened. Yep. What are we going to do to help? I got to roll up my sleeves. Everybody else does. This is an all hands on deck. We need to figure out how can we help the millions of people who are suffering ill effects, from these vaccines, and I think that this product uh, or some combination of these things may actually be uh, part of the answer. Uh,
0: well said, by the way. Steve, you want to dovetail into that with anything?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Kelly's obviously on something. You've got to treat the actual problem, and the problem is despite protein, I would say that we could low America, low, lower America's blood pressure and stress level by putting Anthony Fauci in prison. I think we would all feel a lot <laughs> better about it after that. Um, but, you know, fundamentally, it still comes down to health care. We saw so much, so many issues with American health from, you know, fitness level to average 80-year-olds having lost 80% of their lung capacity. And you've got to get healthier mm. um, no matter what. I mean, I don't care if we, if we can never get rid of the spike protein. Maybe we can. You've got to be healthier because your body handles sickness and viruses and bacteria. And your immune system works better when it's healthy. So that's just the prescription that we have to go to one way or the other.
0: I can't argue that at all, and Dr. Kelly, that goes back to kind of what we opened up with in regards to athletes who are fit as a fiddle, having—I'll just say—getting the vaccine, having the shot, and then really struggling after that. The Swedish study talking about how we've got you know people in healthcare being told, "Hey, don't exercise heavily; you might have problems if you do." This goes against everything that it takes to stay healthy. Am I right?
4: Absolutely. And again, if you came up with a formula, a recipe to make people as unhealthy as possible, it would be pretty much what we did during the pandemic. You know, don't go outside, don't go to the gym, don't go to the community pool, don't go out, you know, don't go to the groceries, stay home, eat, you know, frozen food and, you know, watch, binge watch Netflix. Don't get together with family and friends, right you know all the things that you know stay isolated uh, the number of people literally who we killed by isolation low and loneliness yep. Yep. and just being, you know being desperate, the number of elderly people whose lives were cut short by that alone, I cannot even say, so hmm. then on top of it, we started giving people who were healthy these shots, and as we started the show today you know. I defy you to tell me that you knew more than perhaps one case in your life of somebody having sudden cardiac death, somebody dying in their sleep unexpectedly, a young person. These are things that we just did not happen before. And all of a sudden, you know, it's it's not every week you cannot... You know, go a week without hearing this happening. So something very uh, tragic has gone on. The rates of many, many illnesses are, you know, are increased not just a little bit. It's not a 10% increase, mm-hmm. you know, in respiratory illness, not a 10% increase in blood clots. It is orders and orders mm-hmm. of magnitude. Mm-hmm. And this has been reported over and over again. I reported on this from the military, from the defense, uh, uh the epidemiology database. Um, probably now 18 months ago, we are seeing these numbers replicated from insurance companies all around the country. Uh, Dowd has, has posted right. the information with these exponential increases, uh, in various conditions. Uh, we need to figure out what's going on. I happen to believe that it's the vaccines. Uh, somebody has a lot of explaining to do and Anthony Fauci is at the top of that list.
0: You got that right. Steve, I'll leave. I'll give you the last word. Go ahead, sir.
2: Well, I mean, today on this program, you've had two situations. One, 1984, where vaccine policy was changed, and all of a sudden we've got a massive change in the number of autistic cases and growing rapidly. And then in you know, 2021, we had a vaccine policy where we put, for the first time ever, mRNA in play in a vaccine that was really unnecessary and didn't stop transmission, and now we've got a lot of sudden death. Hmm. I think those are two instrumental Good things. Point. They're both related to vaccine policy, and there's no reason why we shouldn't believe that they're true and act accordingly.
0: Can't argue that. Uh, Steve, I'll let you go first. Have a great flight. I can tell you're still there. So take, you know, take care, be safe on your flight and appreciate all you do, sir. Thank you. You, you. You're very welcome. Dr. Kelly Victory, again, thank you very much for all that you do. And uh, again, I cannot thank you enough. I know our listeners feel exactly the same way. Uh, You know, you, you again, you didn't have a crystal ball, but you, like a lot of us, could just look at the data, look at the things. You were on the internal side of it as well. Gave us all sorts of information. And I feel like you have really helped keep. A lot of our listeners safer than they would have been otherwise, which we're grateful for.
4: Well, I appreciate the the opportunity to share the information, and uh, they said, "If you keep just keep some modicum of common sense, we'll do and it. Keep your head up. We will get out of yes, it.
0: Yes, we will. Yes, we will." Good Dr. Right Kelly, John, again, thanks. Until next week, have a good one. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And again, yes, you can find her at our website, RushToReason.com, an entire page dedicated there where you can learn more about her. And she is a very, very great lady and a great doctor as well. Veterans Windows and Doors is next. Dave Bancroft wants to help you with your windows and doors. Whatever you need, he's got financing available as well. Just give Dave a call today, 303-529-0720.
1: Veteran Windows and Doors doesn't want you to fall prey to gimmicks like heat lamps. They want you to make a wise decision based on facts. Owner Dave Bancroft says making sure your windows are up to code and properly labeled is just the first step of the installation process with veteran windows and doors. Dave promises their windows and doors meet the energy efficiency requirements are right for your area of Colorado and are correctly labeled at installation. The NFRC label is attached to the Energy Star label and both must be energy efficient or you will not receive any of the generous rebates that are available to you. Also, you need a transferable lifetime guarantee on the windows and doors that you invest in for your home and owner Dave Bancroft provides that peace of mind too. Veteran Windows and Doors prioritize integrity over gimmicks. Because in the end, it's not about the show. It's about the facts. Go to klzradio.com slash window today for windows and doors that stand the test of time.
0: All right, Bruce Simmons is next. He is our reverse mortgage specialist and, of course, always ready to answer your questions specific to your particular situation. So all you have to do is give him a call today. Find Bruce at klzradio.com.
5: That's 303 Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender.
0: KNR Home Transitions, don't forget to ask the ladies about the REUP program. They talked about that on their program that pay, plays right before ours does on Thursdays. But anything you need when it comes to real estate, take the pain, pressure, and stress out of that buying or selling. KNR Home Transitions is the place to call. 720 437 8210.
8: You need to sell your home, but it needs some remodeling. That sounds simple. All you need to do is source contractors, research the market to find out what buyers are looking for, direct the work to be done, hire someone to clean up the mess, do the work, shoot photography and list the home, negotiate with buyers, make concessions, and redo some of the work you already did. Oh, okay, that doesn't sound very simple. But there is a better option. You can hire Kat and Robin of KR Home Transitions and let them partner with ReUP to handle the updates without paying a dime up front. Reup will remodel your home based on what will sell and increase value. They will do the work, clean the mess, and Cat and Robin will market and list the home to sell fast. k will help you navigate the process start to finish. You can let them do the work and enjoy the additional cash you make from selling a highly marketable home faster than you could have. Go to klzradio.com home to learn more about k Home Transitions and re
4: It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. I got a text message
0: also asking if I'd ever asked Steve House about the Wuhan virus being fixed in a lab in the U.S. And now being much more fatal, um, no one has any proof of that one way or the other. I've interviewed many people even outside of Steve on that. You know, we we developed a certain amount of things here, had been starting on that all the way back in the 60s. We then pushed it to China when Obama banned any type of uh, R&D on that here. Did that come back here at some point? Uh, there is no evidence to support any of that other than the fact that we banned it, pushed it to China. There is evidence that say uh, that that leaked out of the lab in China. Now, did it leak? Did it walk out on purpose? Again, nobody knows the answers on that directly. I'm sure as time goes by, we may get to the answer, but don't hold your breath. Question of the day yesterday was, name the popular beach that was formed out of a trash site. That would be Glass Beach Beach. In Fort Bragg, California. Today's impossible question of the day. You can answer this on the RushToReason.com website. And by the way, if you ever miss me talking about the question of the day, you can always go there and answer it, and it's just fun. We do it on a daily basis. What are the subduction zones? Those are places on Earth, by the way. So I'll just give you a little, t- little, little uh, tip, a little hint there. What are the subduction zones that is the question of the day today and again if you missed any of this hour you'd like to send it on to somebody else to have them listen in you're more than welcome to do that go to rushtoreason.com. you can find all of our show notes and even a search tool there to actually find the different shows we do on a daily slash weekly basis and again if you missed anything today you want to send it on to somebody else you're more than welcome to do that just go to rush and find us there we'll be back hour number two is next again this is rush to reason denver's afternoon rush klz 560.